want to talk to a salesperson, they already know what's going on for the most part. Like it's such a different sales process these days. Like the information used to be gated and guarded, like, right? Like you had to talk to us. Like you, there's no getting around us. Like you're talking to a salesperson if you want to get any of this good stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that is not the case anymore. They'll, they'll go on Google. They're on, they're on their other communities. They're finding out who's who before they even want to engage a salesperson. I see stats and you guys probably see this as well and probably see a ton of things that are even better, but like, 70 80 percent of the sales done by the time they reach out to us mm. like it's just like now like closing has never been easier to me i like guess it's, it's really never not getting in front of people you know in a real way that's tough but like the closing the last step of the of doing the deal never been easier this is the scale with sales podcast today we've got part two of our conversation with joe lemon Joe and Rasmus are discussing how to build a community of like-minded people and how events can be utilized to grow both your community and your business. Facebook was where it started. And Facebook is not my favorite platform to build these groups. I was like, you know, you have no control over Facebook. You know, Mark Zuckerberg will do what Mark Zuckerberg wants to do. And uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's quickly transition from Facebook into something that I can control. Um, and I went into this, looked at a couple of different platforms, played with it, several of them. I landed on Mighty Networks. Um, mm -hmm. Mighty Networks is a really good platform for anybody that's looking to build out their own private communities. And it cost me anywhere between... Um, I think it's between 40 bucks to $100, let's say that, depending on how many you know features and benefits you want in, in that group. But it becomes your own social media page. And so you get people create their own profiles. Um, and the reason why I liked it the most is because it was a, like a two-step setup, you know, because I didn't want to go something through something where you have to go through filling out some huge long form or have another, you know, crazy amount of, you know, username and passwords. I wanted like literally two steps and we're in into the group and, they can, you know, get as deep into it as they want. What, like, why, why would they bother going there? Yeah. You know, the value add for someone right now is that they're interested in hearing their peers uh, talk honestly and openly about these different technologies. So I've branded the group as a peer-to-peer -peer learning platform hmm. for for the healthcare provider. So this is like really trying to take myself totally out of the actual process, right? So now it's not it's not sales talk. It's literally just coming in so you can learn from your peers that are all across the country. So the value add for them is that before they go spend 30 to 50 or $100,000 on these medical devices, they get a chance to hear from somebody that's not even close to them. Like somebody in Los Angeles can talk to somebody totally opposite side of the country in like New York, right? And, and they can hear what this person's saying about it, good, bad, and ugly. And I let them spew whatever they want to spew. Like, I know there's no censoring about um, how they feel about whatever's going on in the space. And so it's a, it's a peer-to-peer -peer learning opportunity for them. And do they get, like, I know this is like technical, but like, so do I get a notification when somebody writes? Like what happens? These things die. That's what, I, like you go in there. I have a, there's like one, a group called the Awesome Marketers of Finland or something. And I'm in yeah. there for some reason, which is kind of weird because we're literally competitors. Like most of us, it's, it's kind of odd, uh, you know, but anyway, we're there. And um, so, so and I'm, somebody will post something and I, I, it's on Slack. So I get notifications like sometimes I think shut them off. So, but anyway, I'm wondering like, cause I get bothered by the notifications because there's too many and I shut them off and then, that's it for me. So I was wondering how this works for for your little, the smaller community that you got going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, it's it's something that I try to be sensitive of. So I don't send out a lot of messages and try to ping people. Like you to 
once you go to my network, you have the ability to kind of turn off the notifications mm-hmm. or you can send out just certain notifications. So I'm making sure that we don't do more than a weekly notification um, that will go out based off all the posts that are there. So uh, there's settings on there where you can say, uh, once a week, we'll do weekly updates, or you can do yeah. it daily, or you can do it as each post comes through, which will be annoying. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, yeah I, I just have it done weekly. And but I maybe think it's Joe, okay. I, yeah. I'm think, what I'm thinking is that maybe the, the community is small enough that the volumes are not so large, but it's still good quality there, but it's, it's, we're keeping it kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I have yeah. to say, though, um, one of the big learnings about doing online communities for myself is the ability to set the tone as the leader. Um, and so when I first started it, I was like, okay, I don't want to have a community just die in a vine and go and, um, people go zero dog 30 on me. So I just started posting like crazy. I was like all over the place, like three, four times a day. I'm just sharing links and whatever I can get. I just loaded it up. Right. And you could schedule it out. So it wasn't like I was there a lot, a lot, but just, you know, had it auto-populated and just let it rip. It was too much. It was like, it was exactly what you're saying. Oh. It was too much. It was too much information. It, yeah. it turned people off and it, it had a, a reverse effect in the beginning. Cause I was like doing like three, four times a day. And I'm thinking like social media, more is better, right? Load them up the volume. They'll never forget about you. At some point you get tired of seeing me, you know, <laughs> I mean, and you get tired of hearing from me. Right. And so I slowed that, I slowed that down, man. And, um, I really now kind of empower them and I highlight the people and I make this more of a connecting piece. And so and that's how I got, that's how it really got me into doing these micro events. Cause I was like, okay, there's only but so much information I can really give people. How can I add, find another way that we can do a value add? How can we make this more interesting and more engaging um, and really maximize this online experience? And really, again, it takes me back to college. Like I was like, I'm better in person. I feel like, like, it's just okay. I'm blurry. Um, I look horrible, <laughs> but, but in person, I, I feel a lot better. Uh, I'm definitely way more attractive than what this actual, uh, we, we can see show. you that you've been lifting weights. If we see you live, you know, in person, <laughs> exactly. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. But honestly, yeah, it's something that, um, and, and, and to be really transparent, like it's even, from a scalability and maximizing our time, I was like, how do I do this? Like, so I'm traveling a lot throughout the U.S. and the U.S. can be kind of big. I have a baby boy at the house and my wife is like, hey, it'd be nice if you were here, <laughs> you know, you know, more than 50% of the time throughout the, month, throughout the month. So this is what spirit a lot of this as well. I was like, okay, there's an opportunity to kind of have this one-to-many experience, right? Um, and as well as doing something in person that we can add more value to the people that are in our group and give them a reason to invite strangers and prospects to just be a part of a social experience and more so not get into this deep level of, um, and this is where I'm going now with these past, uh, it's, it's going to be our fourth event coming up next next month mm-hmm. on in, in the middle of the month in, in, in Dallas, Texas. But we're getting away from just making this like a big content thing, like where it's like, you know, where it's like, oh, I got to deliver all this like information and make it quote unquote valuable to what mm-hmm. I think that the you know prospects may want and I'm, I'm my theory is that i think people just really want to be human <laughs> like my theory is that they just want to have a good time with people yes they want the information and yes they want to network but more so they want to make sure that they're around good people and they're finding um people that they can bring into the world that are not just going to just do the business thing with them only and be transactional from that, just from that standpoint. They want somebody that they can actually lean on and actually learn from. So yeah, that, 
that's what these that's what these next events are really about or more more so having a good time i can i can um, angle this question a little bit so you have these people in dallas uh, how many of them are like let's say if all of them come like how many could come from your community just the community well, well oh is this from the community it won't be much i mean honestly I, i'm only expecting about 10 people or so from the community yeah. to come yeah and then they probably bring a couple others that's how this works well, and and there's a couple of strategies with this. And this is where yeah. the hosting the events, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to learn. So this is mm. a new approach I'm taking with this one where I'm opening it up to more of the general population and just broadening up the audience from being like the smaller, the smaller private uh, space. But let me, let, me, let me back up a couple, um, uh, almost by, I guess, 2020 is when I really started. Well, prior to 2020 is when I started doing this prior to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I started doing these smaller events, but I would, uh, put them next to larger events. So I would literally put them adjacent to some of the larger events that we have here in the U.S., and I would host mm-hmm. a mini event around that event. So uh, one of the things that I really try to do at these trade shows, I go to trade shows throughout the year, I'm sure like a lot of other salespeople, right? And uh, I'm very vocal about how I dis uh, dislike the actual trade show process on, on, on like a LinkedIn, the traditional route, right? So yeah. uh, I have moved into the space where I try to say, okay, let's not be a negative dude, Joe. Let's try to maximize, the <laughs> let's maximize these moments, right? Um, yeah, yeah, snap out of it, right? And literally, you have a whole building of people that could potentially either give referrals, buy something, right? And these, some of these shows are huge. They'll have, you know, eight, 10,000 people, right? Somebody's even more. So I'm like, okay, let's create a media experience and let's create some content and at least get that. So I started reaching out to the speakers of the shows and inviting them to be on my podcast. They already had something to talk about. They normally probably wanted some exposure. So they're already there in person. It was a great time for me to kind of get them and have a booth and bring them to the booth and then have the speaker, who's a thought leader at the show, at my booth, looking like we're, you know, buddy, buddy. This, this drew up more attention to the booth, right? Now we're getting more traffic. It looks better when you're talking to somebody that was just on stage speaking and you guys are just talking shop about whatever's going on in the whole industry. So it's, it's a good buzz builder for your actual trade show experience. So I started with that. And from those, I went to like, okay, you know what? Got some good buzz happening. Let's have a pre-show. Like, let's do our own little thing before the big show. And it literally came back to my college days. I'm not sure if you guys do this, but uh, um, pre-gaming, right? Before you go to the party, you have a pre-game with your friends, right? With a couple of your... Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what this was. I just didn't drink nearly as much. Uh, and I normally don't even drink that much at all. But because um, yeah. I want to say somewhat uh, somewhat uh, focused on it, make sure everyone's having a good time. But literally just having a, an event where I can bring people out before the big event. And it allows people to kind of form some relationships before they get in into this massive, this massive show where they might get disconnected. There's a group of people that they can already kind of be connected with there. And so th- th- that's that's how this really um, branched off into these smaller micro events for me. I'm like, I, I, this is so, because there's a slush coming up and all the people here that you hear are invited to the, we have a pre-event the day before. Um, I did one of those, uh, was it last year or something? So I, in that case, I just like rented a bar and just, people there with free drinks and just hang out, have fun. Yeah, guys, if you go to my events, it's free drinks. I'm telling you, you're going to make it. All right. So, uh, but there's actually some competition in the space there for the pre-event. Uh, there's no, I'm not the only one. So I have to think of the, the timing and so on. But I'm trying. Yeah. But now this sounds, I li- really like this. And we should, but the thing is, we should all do this. Like these events, it, they are, they're too big. Because like, I don't have a chance to connect. If I, I was at, you know, every event I've gone to outside of Slush, the pre-events are like, there's not a thing. 
Like I don't need, like I go there, I'm alone in my hotel room. I'm like looking out here. It's a beautiful city, all kinds of cool people I could meet. That I, and I'm like, I'm just disconnected here in my own, like watching YouTube or something. And I'm not even in the culture. I'm not even enjoying the real life that they have there because I'm alone. You have this fourth incarnation is coming up. So you started with something. You told me last time we talked a bit. Like, can you tell me, go through the incarnations and what, what, uh, how you come to the, the last one and what's actually included, what, who is speaking and so on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay. So start off at the actual, like inside the actual trade show. So I'm at the booth and building my audience, driving people to the show, right? I mean, to our booth, right? But the microphones there, it adds a, a nice appeal. So we had that going first. Then we branched off to the pre-events, right? And so we're now we're hosting these smaller, very similar to you, free drinks, advertisers, come on in. It's a social experience. Um, we're moving that into, hey, come meet the thought leaders before they get on stage. Mm-hmm. And so, so now this is becoming access is what we're really pushing. So it's like everybody want to have access to them. They're on stage. Mm-hmm. You can't really get the chance to meet them. We're not making it about so much trying to learn and you know, make it just this um, infomercial about our products. It's mm-hmm. just come meet the people, be in a room with 50 people or so, and a couple of them are going to be the speakers. That might be interesting for you and whatever your whatever your ambitions are. Now, this is something that I'm getting into. So we have the we have this social experience uh, happening before our own events, where we have a private dinner party with the actual VIPs. People that you know buy at a much higher ticket to have access to some of the thought leaders that are going to be at these larger events. And so this is what we're doing in Dallas, more like a two-day experience, but it's very short though. So at night, social experience, meet some of the VIP and meet some of the thought leaders that are going to be at these larger events and just have access, meet us, have dinner. It's much more relaxed. And now you're at a table with 12 people that you might might find interesting. The next day, we're opening it up to more of the general population where I'm inviting a lot of their their patients and their clients to the actual show. So we're more so making this as a way to promote their business. And I was I was moving away from just only focusing on promoting what I'm up to, to helping them mm-hmm. build their business. And so you like make right... an event for them. You're like a platform. That's them. right. That's right. That's right. But how do you make that yeah. happen if there's more than one? Like, let's say, like, there's 10 of them that, like, how do you make this, that, that that's a good environment for all 10 different people that want to bring their own customers in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so really what I do is make sure that I try to segment it out to where right now, for instance, right, we have one physiotherapist. That's one of my clients mm-hmm. we do coaching with. He's the highlight, right? So mm-hmm. around that, I'll put several of his close referrals. Like, there are some could be doctors, some could be all the way down to fitness trainers. But they're all people that have somewhat of, of a small thought leadership in that actual area. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no bumping of heads with people that are going to be on stage, mm-hmm. right? Now, people in the room, by all means, right? Because again, the mission is what's keeping keeping us all there. The mission is that so we can try to bridge the gap and provide more access to some of these non-invasive, you know, uh, therapies that are out there. That's the mission. So I try to make keep that, and I put that in front of everybody's face at these communities now. And it's like, look, you know, yeah, he may be your quote-unquote competition, but you can't tell me that the guy down the street is stopping you know, is, is blocking up all the people that, uh, is taking up all the actual opportunities that are happening throughout the whole city. That's, that, that's horseshit. That's garbage, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like the fact is, is that you're focused on him. You should be focused on a bigger mission. And so mm-hmm. that's where I try to make sure that everyone's kind of focusing on because people get very territorial and it's hard to get them out of that. But mm-hmm. boy, there's, if, if you have a, a decent service or product that you're offering, I'm sure there's a lot more that you could be focusing on besides the person that's down the street. 
Yeah. yeah. I bet. So yeah, thank you. Can I get so let's say the the uh did you like pay the speakers? Like how does this work? So the beauty of it right now, I'm not paying anybody. No. Because I'm giving you a way to promote what you're up to. And this is the way for you to business build, right? And now, yeah, I mean, I have paid in the past too, though. Let me just say that. But I feel like the pay that we offer them wasn't ever worth. Um, yeah, that's uh, so little. That shouldn't motivate them anyway. So it's. A hundred percent. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, you, you'll get 500 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. But, you know, you're not going to feed your family and stop working because you showed up at like one of my events, right? <laughs> for like speaking fees, you know, I mean, the real opportunity is for you to get out there in front of the people and hopefully drive some more business to what you're up to. How do you convince them? Like, so in, in the, um, I'm trying to get the n- numbers game here. Like, so, because you mentioned the number 12 here. And the first you mentioned like 50 in one of them. So now you mentioned 12 in the, like the dinner. So if I'm a, if I was, I'm one of the speakers, I'm not the, the top ticket, but I'm like, you know, mid-range, low-range range speaker. That's what, I, that will you find me if I'm at an event. I'll, be there. I'll come in on the side, try like some, some open slot that he had for me. So I'm there. Uh, and, um, but what, why would I like um, bother to, to join this thing? Like how, what's in it for me? Like, yeah, I'm speaking on the stage, but now I'm just meeting 50 people. So why, or even 12. So why does this, why should I bother? Targeted, targeted 50 mm-hmm. people, you know, because I think if, if we're talking to, um, and, and this is where you kind of have to make sure that you have a decent understanding of, of, of the person's business as well. So the mm-hmm. people that we're bringing on are some of their higher end clients. So for instance, the people that I'm marketing to and the 50 people, which is like, you know, super small, it's micro, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, profitable and the lifetime value of what they bring to these clinics are really big. So we're targeting executives. We're targeting, you know, people that are have used to spending, you know, good money on concierge medicine. And so these are the people that they're they're struggling to really get in front of. And so now we're just doing a more targeted campaign for them. So the the personal stage might be also selling a product of some sort? I try to I try to keep them from getting too hard into sales. I try to keep mm. them more so in into the educational realm. But if we're being honest, if you're educating, you're really selling. That's a part of it, right? Mm. And so and so, yeah. The the focus is in for them to focus on education over, uh, and being a straight infomercial or, or like a you know, yeah. Yeah, one of but, but I'm setups. thinking like the the how to make the calculation work for them. Like I'm going to this event. I mean, there are people who are just speakers. That's what I'm thinking. Like those those are not the people we're talking about here. They're just speaker people who get paid to just speak. They got their own thing going. So we have the people who they are pushing some product of some sort, but when they come to your events, like that's not why you're here. Of course, you're selling something, but today, just let's. This is about education. It's about you know trying to reach its higher purpose. We're trying to get to, and if, and if you know if they like you, they probably buy from you. But that's like that's secondary. Hundred percent. Right. That's right. I mean, and if we're talking about to the people that are like pro speakers, yeah, they're they're at least at this at this level that I'm at currently, and maybe uh, ambitions in the future, they're not going to be on any of our stages, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because because they're going to pay you know five and you know five and sometimes even six figures to really go speak like yeah. this, and, and and it's great. It's a great lifestyle for them. But the people that are we're targeting are people that are one. Um, normally launches something newer behind the scenes and trying to figure out how to get the personal brand out there. And so we're looking for people that have this actual motivation uh, and willingness to kind of, you know, not get compensated for everything to at least try to build up what they're up to. And so this, in the second, I, I know I'm going into the details here, but I think so far people no, are not great, asking. Please. Yeah. Oh yeah. And people are not asking any other questions. So I guess I'm doing all right. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm curious. So the, the big, the, the 50 people event, that could be just, just hang out. Like we're going to be here as free drinks and some snacks. That's right. It. Because if you think about like, all right, so I try to put myself in, the, in, in their shoes. Like what's the goal of, of mm-hmm. going to any event? 
like, you know, if you think about that, right? Like, what, why would I go anywhere to, to go, to go do something at, at somebody else's social? Because a lot of times I, I, I was in these other networking groups where, you know, where they force you to kind of give the leads. I'm not sure if you guys do that over there, where they're saying, like, they'll say, all right, everybody here should, you know, try to contribute a different um, lead and people will stand up and say what they do for business. And it's like, almost like a forced networking experience. I've and, never and seen those, it. Sounds, sounds scary. It is scary. It is scary. I, I did a couple of them. I was like, this is, this is, it's just not good. It's just, it's just, it's the bad type of, you know, it's a bad type of experience. People are going and forcing people to kind of try to go into the phones and just and hand over contacts. It's weird. But if it could be done organically and it could be done authentically and done just in the real way where you can get people to have a taste of what you're up to and they can see that it's beneficial and the event is really about highlighting other people. And it's about making sure that it's not me that's the person that's winning. I'm highlighting the people that are in the community and showing how they want, right? But and I'm, I'm thinking, have... I hear what you're saying, Joe, but like for me, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting maybe stuck at the mechanics, but like in Finland, if you could put 50 people in a room, they will stand alone in 50 people and they will find the one friend they have and they'll stand next to that person for the two hours of the duration and then they'll go back, you know, and they'll like, they'll say they want free drinks, I'll drink some drinks and then they'll just, they they won't naturally mingle if you don't do yes. anything. So I'm wondering how do you make this happen? Like at least somewhat organically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that we had a real advantage of starting online first and people getting a chance to have that connection online to a degree to where like, so each person that comes on to the actual online community, I'm doing shout outs. So we'll, we'll introduce them like, okay, this is such and such and try to peel back the onion a little bit of who they are. So you understand who they are as a person first. Right. So they're not so, um, so much of a stranger when you show up to some of these events. Yeah, there's only let's call. Uh, so it you might so yeah, so we'll be like, hey, I, I saw you at the. You just knew you were in the group like one month ago. Like, hey, I, you heard so you worked for that company. So yeah, so we can we have a we already have a soft like introduction happen before. So what do you call it? Like it's it's a lukewarm at least. That's right. That's right. It, it, it is. I mean, because just from doing podcasting over time, what I started to notice is that people will come up to the show and be like, oh, I, I already know about your podcast. I already know about. That's you. why I contacted you as well. It was freaking weird. Like for all of you, like when I talk with Joe, I was like, hey, yo, what's up? I like, I feel yeah. like we're friends because I've been listening to podcasting videos. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you're like, I, I mean, who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> I mean, man, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I tell you, man, like we've never met in person, but I can't, I can't employ salespeople enough to, to figure out what's the medium. And, and I, I love podcasting and most salespeople can talk. So I think it's a good space for us to kind of operate and you get your voice out there and you get, you get your, just, you can talk about anything. You can talk about gardening you can talk about, you know, sports. I don't think it really matters so much whether it has to be directly aligned with your business. But when people feel like they know you, cause they're buying from us first, but they're, they're being sold on who we are right as a person and whatever you're into i think if you get out there and you start promoting that and it could be again gardening if you love gardening and you love going home planting flowers get on a podcast and do some episodes about it it sounds weird but for the other gardeners you can't tell me that other clients don't like gardening as well if you love being a dad man go go out there talk about your dad life experience right good bad and ugly people are going to relate to that like crazy and so now you're automatically relatable you got this relationship thing happening that just allows you to, it, it, it's it, the part that the metrics about it that people don't really think about. And, and this is where, you know, when we think about what's happening and, and why you would do this and like, you know, why would I spend time doing this when I, I got these sales quotas or I got this business that I, I need to kind of do today, man, the metrics are, are scary on the back end. The sales cycle speed up. 
Like, they don't slow down because you did this. They, they could expedite it. Like, I do less travel because of this. And that's the stuff that's like, so bottom line, like your, you know, your customer acquisition costs, it goes down. <laughs> you know, that's like that's I mean, a, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm like I see what you're doing. That's why also I've been doing more on LinkedIn. As for all of you listening, that's what I mean. For yeah, as I said, for now LinkedIn's working. I know you're you're doing the podcast and you have your own TikTok as well. Uh, I bet yeah. you're on Instagram. You're probably everywhere. If you find, I'll stumble over you if you don't, haven't done already. But like it, so, but I'm doing LinkedIn primarily now. But I'm I'm yes. doing it because I want to give a, some way for people to get to know me so that they because these they were this guy was. Uh, Chris Walker and those at the uh, whatever great podcast. Yeah, yeah, great podcast. So he was talking about that people prefer to get to know people before they go into the sales cycle. Because the sales cycle is like, it may be like, it's slightly too aggressive and I don't know you and like, where are you from? Like, But if I have a chance to get to know you before I, I commit to talk uh, with you, I mean, because I'm ready. I'm like, I, I kind of want to buy. Like, you, I could still not want to buy, but I'm, I'm there. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we, we save everybody like time and effort by by doing this active type of medium creation. Yeah, that's so. right. That's right. And, you know, if, if you think about that, I mean, I, I think that um, Chris is at the forefront too of really understanding mm-hmm. how to kind of build up these different communities. I, I love what he does, and just even thinking about some of his activities, like he'll have these. You know, I think he does weekly calls with other marketers, and they come on and he just talk about industry topics and ask questions, and he builds this this whole separate group, but it makes it into content. So mm-hmm. it's multi it's multi purpose, right? Like there's ways that you can have a different play with this, and you know. When, when people get into this idea of jumping into these different communities and trying to figure out how you can build them and scale them and creating content up front, man, it, it's it's one to talk to a salesperson. They already know what's going on for the most part. Like it's such a different sales process these days. Like the mm-hmm. information used to be gated and guarded, like, right? Like you had to talk to us. Like you, there's no getting around us. Like you're mm-hmm. talking to a salesperson if you want to get any of this good stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that is not the case anymore. They'll, they'll go on Google. They're on, they're on their other communities. They're finding out who's who before they even want to engage a salesperson. I see stats and you guys probably see this as well and probably see a ton of things that are even better, but like 70, 80% of the sales done by the time they reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like now, like closing has never been easier to me. I guess it's really never not getting in front of people, you know, in a real way, that's tough. But like the closing, the last step of the, of doing the deal, never been easier. I can't think mm-hmm. of, right. I mean, like I had so much trouble trying to sell vacuum cleaners door to door when I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. you, you you know? trans- traditional routes of teaching, like yeah, of, uh, salesman. Like, that's right. I mean, literally it was, I mean, I was fresh out of high school when I was doing this, but still, you know, I, I had no clue, but even with, even with this, I, I'm just saying that, um, so if they can get to know us and they're doing their homework on whatever they're trying to buy from us, right. And they can read the blogs, do all the actual back channels, research, talk to their, um, um, friends about it, family, whoever, whatever you're selling, like those are the things that they're going to do first. So let that play out, let that happen. But if they can get to know you, get comfortable with you. And there's somebody that offers a similar service or product, but they don't know them. Who do you think is getting the edge? Thank you for listening to this episode of the scale with sales podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts. So find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Rasmus Basilea and you'll find me there. I'll make it a point to respond to all messages I get. If startup sales and international expansion interests you more, you can find more insights and resources at euroscalers.com. Thank you again for listening.